This ASAP podcast is brought to you by Spec Athletic, the sports flooring professionals with Regapole technology. Well, let me drop a few names on where you'll find Spec Athletic and their Regapole flooring. You know, ASAP Athletic Strength and Power has been to basically all of the top training centers in the world. You're not going to find facilities that top Ohio State, Clemson, Notre Dame, Michigan, Michigan State, you know, Cincinnati, the Browns, the Bengals, Illinois, Purdue. And what you'll find is that the one common denominator at these facilities is their sports flooring by Spec Athletic. And I know it may seem like you have to be in the college football playoffs to go with Spec Athletic. I will tell you, there's an A through Z roll call of other college and high school programs that enjoy having the best flooring. And if you've ever had to redo a floor, you already know that it's something that you don't want to repeat doing for a very long time. So check out specathletic.com. Then give Kevin Cassidy a call. He'll set you up and get your floor right. This is Ed Sicali with Athletic Strength and Power Podcast. I'm at a place called the Spooky Nook Sports Performance Center in Hamilton, Ohio. And guess who's here? Molly Bonetti. She's the director of sports performance for women's basketball at the University of South Carolina Gamecocks. And she just gave a really nice presentation here. We're just a little bit north of Cincinnati, Ohio, and she's in town. And welcome, Molly, to the podcast. Uh, we've had you on before. Uh, that was when you were just starting out of South Carolina. Now you got a lot of big-time championships, and welcome to the podcast. Ed, thank you. Thank you for having me back. It's good to see you. I think, uh, like you said, when I first met you and first was on here, I was just trying to find my footing at South Carolina. So here we are five years later, and... Yeah. Good to come back full circle. If you could uh, give us a little background on, on how you ended up at South Carolina with the Gamecocks. Uh, pretty crazy journey. Definitely one that I didn't think I, I would take, but I was really fortunate early on in my career. I set out to be a Division One strength coach. I started volunteering and intern, interning during my undergrad uh, at Marquette and got really acclimated with the weight room at a young age and just kind of took it and ran with it. I had no idea what I was doing. I had no idea what a profession in this uh, or a career in this profession would look like. I just kept trying to pursue opportunities and went out to Exos to do an internship in undergrad uh, at Phoenix, which got me exposed to hmm. children, you know, youth, tra- youth training, Olympians, NFL Combine, MLB, kind of the whole gamut, um, came back and did my master's at Minnesota and met somebody in my program that knew of an opportunity or an opening at Purdue. And early on, I set out to be a Division One strength coach. Like, that was my end goal, not really knowing what else I could even do. Um, but fortunately, was able to connect with the director at Purdue, interviewed for the job, and, you know, I was 23, 23 years old, and all of a sudden, I'm a full-time Division One strength coach, again, not knowing what I was doing at all. After a year there, I'd went to the University of Louisville. So I kind of mm-hmm. worked with seven or eight different teams at Purdue, and then I narrowed it down to just a few at Louisville. Um, I had always played basketball. I'd always loved basketball and working with them at the college level, and I knew at some point in my career I wanted to explore the basketball-only route and, again, was fortunate enough to have connected with somebody early on in my career who had the position at South Carolina before me. And when the time came where she was hanging it up and, and it was time to recommend somebody, she was – she thought of me first and so extremely thankful for that and that connection and that allowed me to interview for the job and fortunately I took it I was I was able to get it I took it and about to start my sixth season wow 
Yeah. And you guys are just uh, kind of coming off a couple months ago, I guess, of Final Four action, and uh, now it's uh, late May, mid-May. Yeah, so April and May are usually pretty quiet for us. We start back as a team in the middle of June, but right now mm -hmm. we have a couple players on campus, and they're actually going to start their summer training this coming week because they're both playing on two different USA teams this summer. So they'll both be out at various points for three weeks. So NCAA allows eight hours, or excuse me, eight weeks in the summer. And so they're going to start their training this coming week. And then beginning of June, they'll start to trickle back in. But as a team, we'll start in full middle of June. Um, so enjoying a little bit of downtime, training the few that are in town and local and, and training for USA. And then just really just gearing up for another off season you know we're lucky enough to play all the way until april which is great but on the back end of that uh requires some time to kind of decompress and take some time to recharge and rethink how we want to do things and we've got a different looking team this next year so it's going to present some fun challenges i'm just getting myself uh, prepared for that plan wise mentally all of it it's going to be fun yeah you you utilize a lot of the core uh, aspects of physical education kind of into your program and you've really implemented a lot of that kind of stuff listen to uh, uh, intently to your talk and you know if you can describe a little bit of how you keep the motivation going it's kind of an interesting how you how you motivate the the women there at uh, South Carolina and what are some of the ways that you like doing yeah. that yeah, you know, I think despite the high level of players that we get in, a lot of them really don't have any training history. And so, um, you know, I always come at it from the perspective that it's really easy to get somebody stronger and more fit. But most importantly, I want these players to move really, really well. I want them to be able to control their bodies. Um, obviously, lifting weights is part of that. But, you know, when you look at sport and you look at the application of training and the specificity, like these athletes have to be able to move in various positions they've got to be strong enough to use their body they've got to be able to decelerate they've got to be able to get off the ground um, so i want to one and create an environment that they feel like they want to be a part of and they and they like to be in the weight room i don't want it to be something that they hate i don't want it to be something that they dread now it's not to say that they always love it they definitely yeah. don't right but a lot coming in with not a lot of training background i want them to have a great experience and understand how it's helping them on the court um, and I think the approach I take is a little bit unconventional in terms of traditional college strength and conditioning, where it's not just about lifting weights and uh, conditioning and jumping and all those things. That's important, but I want to really teach them to be adaptable athletes that have great movement quality, first and foremost. And that, to me, I take a little bit more creative and, and different approach to training with more variability than I do uh, just pure repetition. So it's something that's evolved over time. And um, I try to hit every aspect of not just performance, but just overall quality of movement and health in general. Some of those things aside, you guys, it's still getting down to, it's still, <laughs> it's still hardcore training. We and, still, uh, you know, I know you're train. still pushing those sleds. We do. We train hard. We do. We train hard. We lift, uh, not just in the off season, but we we train every single day that we practice in season two. And I think if you watch us play, uh, we are known for our physicality and our strength and our speed. So there's definitely no shortage of training. But the way that we do it is uh, in a way that I think we get a little bit more out of them and we're able to train a little bit harder because of their buy-in to what we're doing. And that's an interesting aspect 
slowly develop the players into once you know when they're freshmen or they're just arriving maybe off of a portal type of thing you've got to kind of ease them into it kind of ooze them into the program yeah I, I i think of it as a slow cooker approach you know i have we're different than the men's game where we have our players for four years before they're uh going pro you know but we might get a transfer in and i only have them for a couple of years but Really, it's about meeting them where they're at and then just focusing on continued development and keeping them healthy and not trying to rush it or do too much too soon. It's really just about consistency. And I think of, you know, they're coming in as a freshman. I'm throwing them in that slow cooker and just letting them continue to to cook and and get ready. And uh, by the time they're juniors and seniors, they should physically be at their best. So it's kind of like hashtag developed here type of a program. You guys really, you know, once they come in the door as a freshman, you're looking to develop the player. And by the time they're a junior, senior, look out. Yeah, I mean, we just had seven players graduate and five of them get drafted to the WNBA. We had three first-round picks, and, uh, you know, that's, that's what it's all about. So getting them ready and developed by the time they're done with us, they're not just physically ready for the league, but they're mature, they understand what helps them, and they're ready to take on that challenge. And then that gives you kind of a a motivation too, because you see what's happening with your program, you see how it's how it's having a, an impact on these women, and and then it just kind of reinforces what you do, and you know, that, you know, when you get five five of your girls heading to the WNBA, I mean, yeah. you know that coach, know, you know, your head coach realizes you've got it going. Yeah, I mean, that's that's it right there. The most important thing is we have a great basketball coach, but more importantly is we work really well together and take a similar approach to how we view development. And at the end of the day, the main thing is I help keep them healthy and they get to continue doing what they love and they get to live out their childhood dreams of being a professional athlete. And that's the best part of it right there. Yeah, I mean, they say, uh, you know, when I hear SEC, it just means more. I mean, you guys, I mean, you guys are in a conference that, I mean, there's no let up. It's game day. You better be ready to, to bring it on. Yeah, I mean, it's a super physical league. You get your butt kicked every night. And I mean, you saw this offseason in the transfer portal, almost all the big time transfers transfer to an SEC school. It's just different. I think we have the best conference in America. People will debate that, but it's really a physical league and it really forces you to you know, understand why we train. Our players feel it out there. And then uh, as you head back to South Carolina, what's on, what's on your platter? You know, what, what's what's coming up? Yeah, uh, obviously just getting ready for training. But besides that, have a couple other speaking engagements this summer, one in June and one in July. So preparing for those and just trying to uh, enjoy a little bit more downtime and get back ready to do get it all back again. back to the grind again. Yeah. <laughs> And then how about uh, you guys got some preseason kind of tournaments coming up where you head out of some some of the teams head out of the country or going out of the Bahamas or whatever? Yeah, you know, actually, we are doing we're making history this year. We are starting our season in Paris, France. No so it'll be the first NCAA game that's played on uh, that Paris soil. So it's not a tournament. It's just one game. We're going overseas to play Notre Dame uh, to open the, the season off November 6th. Paris, France. Yep. Who would have thought? You know? <laughs> right. I know. I mean, really, it's uh, kind of another pinch me moment that I get to experience yeah. something like that, which is which is awesome. So really looking forward to that. I mean, Molly Bonetti, thank you very much for spending a few minutes. I know you got to head back to uh, South Carolina today. or okay. Yep, later. Got on a flight yesterday, right back at it tonight, and 
happy to be here. A lot of people really took hold of some of the things you were talking about in your presentation today, and we wish you continued success down there at South Carolina. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Molly. Take care. You Molly Bonetti. We're here at Spooky Nook in uh, Hamilton, Ohio. She has just completed her presentation with the Hammer Strength Clinics. Shout out to Hammer Strength for having a great speaker here.